Pops and Pop Culture, a Riverdale Rewatch podcast. I'm Maya. And I'm Luke, and we are here to discuss all things pop culture and dissect the wildest show on TV. Um, so we have a lot of things to talk about. None of them are Riverdale this week. We're just not good at following a schedule, I guess. But Yes, we're going to do our Riverdale episode this weekend, and we're sort of going back to our old pop culture format for today yeah which was there's a lot going on (laughs) which was um we all know how really organized those episodes were (laughs) um but yeah we are doing a pop culture digest i guess for this episode um so we have a few different stories and we're talking about the kissing booth too oh yeah i guess we should i mean i don't know if that's like in the title or something of this episode but lots of thoughts on that movie also so get excited (laughs) um so i guess we can start with the first thing on our list which is sort of an update from last week last week we had our really long like hour and 45 minute episode (laughs) with four guests it was a crazy time but two um, guests or no yeah two guests four people on the podcast in total it was a lot but it was a big deal because taylor swift surprise released Um, her eighth studio album folklore and so i'm just going to give some brief updates on how folklore has been doing um commercially so it was released i think announced yesterday that taylor got her sixth number one single on the billboard hot 100 um cardigan so that's like a big deal she hasn't gotten one since um 2017 um in the reputation era so she went a whole album cycle without getting a number one which people are like oh she, she, is she like flopping lovers a flop blah 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 mostly it was because old town road blocked out her singles um but she's back better than ever with a surprise release um and then also a few other records that she broke she broke the 24-hour streaming record on spotify um for an album so higher than even lover higher than any other album before um she's like the first female artist to have multiple songs debut in the top five on the hot 100 at the same time um all all 16 of her songs uh, debuted in the top 100 which happened with her last album so that's not that surprising um she's also now the female artist with the most hot 100 entries in history um she peaked or she surpassed Nicki Minaj and I think she's like the fourth artist overall um so that includes like groups and male artists and she's also the first artist to ever debut um a number one single and a number one album at the same time so all kinds of records broken um and then also her in terms of like sales she's the queen of sales because she had eight different versions of the album so you know, people oh were going to buy eight, all eight versions. So she had the biggest, it was like the biggest week for a debut album since her last album, which was the biggest week since her last album also. So she's just like queen of sales um, in terms of albums, which is a surprise to no one. The eight different versions, that's not eight different 
versions that sound different. That's just eight different covers. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's really... However... It's really great. <laughs> the, the new version of Cardigan is really good. Oh, yeah, she released, like, a somewhat more acoustic version of Cardigan. It's that so sounds, much like, almost exactly so the same. I think I'm, like, I... the only person that really likes it. Or Yeah, I mean, there was, like... I talked to that many people There was a whole, it. like, final push for Cardigan to, like, do well. Because it wasn't getting, um, like, it wasn't being played on radios very much. Um, like, the whole Swifty universe was, like, really trying to find ways around it to make sure it went number one. Um, so there was, like... I think, like, the biggest thing that they focused on was, like, actually buying physical copies of it on iTunes. So they, like, had people getting VPNs to, like, buy it in other countries so you could buy multiple versions of it. They released, what? like, the alternate version, which also counted towards um, sales for it. They, I, like, it seemed like Swifties were, like, bullying Taylor Nation, which is, like, the official fan club, to, like, release vinyl versions of Just Cardigan. And then they ended up doing it, like, halfway through the week. So that happened, so everyone could buy the single on vinyl. It was, like, a wild time. Oh, my God. That's really. kind of obnoxious. I, there's, like, a whole, like, and I have mixed feelings about this, but there's this, like, whole Twitter account that's called the Swift Fund, which I'm pretty sure people donate to, and then the, the Swift Fund buys just music, like, buys <gasps> Taylor's music. That's... Like, over and over that's again. That's so bad. <laughs> and I'm, like... First of all, can't you just buy it yourself? One. Oh, and then I guess they donate part of it to charity or something. <laughs> but I'm like, oh couldn't you just God. buy it yourself if you really cared that much? I don't know. It's... But, I mean, I think this happens in all fandoms, like, in the super fans. Like, they, like, have these, like, organized whatever. I think it's very extreme for Swifties. Maybe not to the extent of other artists, but this isn't, like, only a Taylor Swift thing. But it's maybe a little bit more crazy with Taylor Swift. Anyway, it was a crazy week, but Taylor Swift fans around the world celebrated. They got Cardigan to number one and then also broke a whole bunch of other records along the way. So it was a good week for Taylor. All right. Well, <laughs> we talked about Taylor a lot for a whole hour and 45 minutes last week. Mm -hmm. um, so I do think we're ready to move on and talk about Ellen who I honestly haven't thought about Ellen in so long, but she has been making headlines recently. Yesterday, which was Monday. I don't know. Is this episode going out on Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know. Wednesday. So this was on Monday. Um, hashtag replace Ellen was trending on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And this was after it was in the middle of July I think when a BuzzFeed article was released that um, included allegations of sexual harassment and racism and just general misconduct um, from the top producers on The Ellen Show. Yeah. And, but f just this whole past year, Ellen has just kind of gotten herself in a lot of controversies. <laughs> Everyone hates which, her at this point. Yeah, and I feel like before that, she just seems like someone that everyone loved. I know. It's just like everyone loved Ellen, but I've, I yeah. think I s sort of stopped. 
I was never like she's never like my favorite person ever, but I I did like to watch her show sometimes. I liked watching her segments with the little kids. Oh um, yeah, those I mean, are always really funny. I think what I liked about Ellen was like the celebrities that she was interviewing, and I feel like she always like kind of got them to talk about things and like. Or, like, when she interviewed, like, people who had, like, gone viral for something. Like, I feel like those were, like, fun. Yeah. But, like, Ellen herself, I feel like, is not, like, I don't really have that much of an attachment to her. And I think there's definitely, like, this, like, idea that she's so generous. Like, she'll just, like, buy people, like, gift cards. And then, like, it's her show that's just, like, like, it's completely, like, made up. Yeah. Like, it's just what happens on the show. I, I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem that's genuinely her. But the thing that kind of got me was when she was in that photo with George Bush. Yeah. And then she did that whole thing, like, oh, like, I have so many friends that don't agree with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Which was very controversial, because some people were like, yes, like, that's the (laughs) message we need to hear right now. And then a lot of people are like, well, if somebody's, like, a war criminal... It might be a little bit different. Yeah, that was, um, I feel like, the start of the end of Ellen, you know? Like, I feel like ever since then, it's just, like, like I know, like, a few... It's been downhill. A few months there. ago, there was a, a time when, like, I, I think someone tweeted, like, oh, tell me all your stories of Ellen being mean. Yes. And then, like, all I, these people responding. And it's unclear, like, how many of those are true or not. I don't... Did we talk about that on the podcast? I don't know. I don't think we did. I was... I didn't actually hear about that till yesterday oh when God, I read this like whole article on the Washington Post that was, like, all of her different controversies. Um, mm-hmm. But I was just going on that. I spent, like, a while on that Twitter thread yesterday, and it seems like a lot of them were definitely fake because they were, like, really far-fetched and just, like, clearly not real. Yeah. But it is clear to me that there are a lot of people in the entertainment industry who don't like Ellen um, who say that she's a mean person, that she, like, talks too much about being rich. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even that. right at the beginning of quarantine, like, there was a whole thing where she sort of, like, was just like, I'm bored, I'm gonna call up my celebrity friends, and just, like, this... And she was, like, super, like, kind of, like, oh, it's really hard for me in my mansion, like, and everyone was just like... Oh, I feel like we did talk about that. I feel like we did talk about that too. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and so I Um, just feel like she's like maybe quarantine has like really revealed how kind of tone deaf she is, and like I feel like she comes initially she comes off as someone who's like super relatable and like just like fun, like I don't know. But then you kind of like the longer you're like sit with her, I feel like it's just like she's sort of I don't know. She's just not, she doesn't seem as genuine as maybe she, like, once did to me. And and she, yeah. she also compared um, being in quarantine to being in jail, which mm-hmm. was another very tone-deaf thing she yeah. did recently. Um, and I feel like there's... But, yeah, I feel like it's become a yeah. thing in recent years that all these... Because I feel like just a couple years ago, it was, like, all these YouTubers, all these celebrities tried to be so relatable and everybody kind of just ate that up but now it's like people are like okay if you're like really really rich then you're not trying (laughs) to be relatable yeah Yeah, exactly and i i think it's yeah i don't know i i feel like kind of in the last like 
however long it's been, like six months since like the original like um, George Bush situation. Like I feel like I was like, and I've sort of started to think of Ellen more critically and like kind of rethink my yeah. not like my relationship to her because I didn't like <laughs> care about her that much, but just like rethink like what I actually thought of her. I feel like I can really easily see like how she might not be a pleasant person to be around and like I feel like it's like if you're watching the show kind of thinking of that in your head it's a lot easier to see it and I don't know it's very true and yeah yeah um one interesting thing that I saw today like somewhat breaking news is Katy Perry tweeted like this like two tweet long thread that was like talking about how like she can only speak for herself, but she, in all of her interactions with Ellen, she's always been super nice, and, like, she would, she couldn't imagine that Ellen would be this, like, bad person, and, like, she only thinks of her as a friend. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. I was like, well, yeah, she's is... going to be super nice to the people who are even more famous and rich than she is. Yeah. And I mean... But it's, yeah. it's the employees, and it's, like, some of the people that she's had on her show that aren't the really famous people that have kind of been speaking yeah. out and I also don't think any of the like many of these allegations that were mentioned in this article were not specifically against her but mm-hmm. there are a lot of stories of her not treating employees well, well and, and it seems yeah. that she's sort of just enabling a toxic work environment even and if she's not the one specifically doing the really bad things a lot of it seems like these are things that she would have realized or it's like hard to imagine that she works at the show and didn't realize that there was like this culture of like racism or sexual misconduct. And like, I feel like she's somewhat responsible because her name is like on the show and it's like her show. So I feel like she has to be held, be held accountable to an extent. Um, And then also there was like a whole other tangent of this conversation that was related to, like, who they should replace Ellen with. And I think, like, the biggest name that was being thrown around was, like, James Corden. Yes, I also saw, like, Harry Styles, Michelle Obama. It was unclear what what was jokes and what was, like, real, but I think, like, James Corden, there was, like, a report that he's, like, in talks to, like, take over the show or something. I don't know. Oh. And... The thing is... It's called he, The Ellen Show. So I get if it's, like, The Daily Show or whatever yeah, those other yeah. shows that are named after, like, the time it would be like that the they show. air. Yeah, you can you They can would replace re- they, I think it would be, like, what's... Like, that style show is yeah. probably going to stay there in that segment, but, like, who's going to replace it? And it, they'll probably name it after the person who replaces it. Yeah, but I feel like that's the kind of thing that they could just... Well, I guess it is such a... Um, popular show well, yeah they want to like, keep think, it going i don't think they're gonna replace her though i really don't know I, apparently she makes from some, what like, i was crazy seeing, amount of money like, from each episode like it's like insane yeah i'm sure it is but i really don't think they're gonna replace her um just i know there was some like what network is it on is it on abc i or, think so Oh, no, it's on, like, I think it airs on, like, a whole bunch of, like, local stations as well. So there's, like, so many. Uh, yeah, I, I never watch reading. it so on like, my TV. I only watch it on YouTube. <laughs> I don't think I've yeah, ever actually watched it. and I haven't even watched episode. it, actually, in so long. Well, that's because it's in um, quarantine right now. So none of their stuff is, like, actually good. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Um, But 
just from what I was seeing, I'm really not convinced that they're going to actually replace Ellen. And also this sort of thing, like, um, all of these allegations and just the fact that these, like, it's often, like, media companies have really toxic work environments. Like, that's not at all uncommon. Yeah. It's probably more of them than not. Yeah. And they usually only actually... I mean, maybe they'll want to make themselves look good in this situation, and, like, bringing down, like, someone that famous could be helpful, but... But I feel like they could also easily just be like, oh, we're getting rid of these X number of people that were specifically implicated in these allegations, not Ellen, and just be like, okay, look, we solved the problem. I mean, it's not like she's even, like, officially canceled or anything. It's just, like, like it didn't it didn't feel like everyone was, like, against her necessarily. Like, it felt different than, like, her being canceled. So that's why I feel like it could really easily sort of just blow over. But also... It's only if the network just wants to make an example out of her. But also so many people have done so much worse and been accused of so much worse. Yeah, so it's just, like, I, f- I, I don't know. But I, it, there is also the idea, though, that, like... I feel like more than some of these other, like, uh, re- like, sh- I don't know what kind of talk show hosts, like, she sort of has, like, the air of, like, oh, the super genuine, generous person that everyone loves, and so something like this could hurt her reputation more than it maybe could hurt, like, Jimmy Fallon's reputation or, like, some of these, like, some mm-hmm. of the, like, late night hosts. So, I don't know, that's interesting to think about. And I feel like... James Corden actually could be a good replacement for her, but I also don't know if they'd want to replace her with a white man. Well, and also, like, she did, like, make strides in, like... Yeah. Um, in, like, putting queer, um, just, like, people on TV. And ju- yeah, on in TV, rep- yeah, in representation. So it would be, like, a weird move to, like, put, like, a straight white man on TV following yeah. Ellen. Like, I feel like that would be a bit disappointing but i mean we'll see i kind of feel like nothing's gonna happen but you never know yeah i also just like don't really care <laughs> yeah i'm like i'm over ellen at this point i mean it's weird to think like will taylor swift ever be on the ellen show again and i don't know would she want like would celebrities want to distance themselves from that sort of controversy or will it just blow over i don't know mm. Um, anyway, another big news story this week, which honestly, this was like kind of going into like political news. Like this was like front page of the New York Times type stuff. Um, but, uh, President Trump decided that he wanted to ban TikTok or he at least was telling reporters that he was planning on banning TikTok, um, in the United States. It seems like it's probably stemming from the incident where he hosted a rally in Tulsa and it was like the numbers were way lower than expected and it was because of all these TikTok people like spreading the information that you could register for tickets and then not go. Although maybe it was it w- could have been caused by a few other things too. It seems like it was like a perfect storm. And so anyway, Trump has it in his head that like TikTok's out to get him. Um, well... It's, I think it's more so he can appear tough on China. Well, I think, it. I don't know, it seems like it's maybe like he's using that sort of as an excuse. I mean, I just don't think the 
Tulsa rally thing was that big. I don't know. We It was like a headline yeah. for a day, but... Yeah, it's unclear exactly. But anyway, Trump wants to ban TikTok. And so, obviously, there are a lot of creators and a lot of people whose livelihoods depend on TikTok. And so, yeah. I mean, everyone... Well, I mean, there was already, like, talks of him thinking he was going to ban TikTok. And, like, that rumor was sort of out there. I don't know if he, like, said it, but it was, it was like, a few weeks ago. And a few weeks ago, all of these TikTok creators were like oh, like, TikTok might be getting banned, like, so follow me on Instagram so that you won't miss me, like, (laughs) when TikTok gets banned. Like, so clearly just, like, capitalizing on the moment just to get more Instagram followers. Um, So then when TikTok did get, or when Trump said that TikTok was going to get banned, like, officially, even though unclear if it's really going to happen, all of these creators did, like, the same exact thing, like, follow me on my YouTube, follow my Instagram, follow my Twitter so you don't, miss me i guess i'll have to figure out what to do after this a lot of people i think a lot of people made triller accounts do you remember triller i do remember triller apparently it might be like having a comeback because well like dub smash and just all these other video which apparently they all still trying to take advantage of the opportunity i think like dub smash i read an article that this was like back when I don't remember, but apparently Dub Smash is, like, still a thing that people, some people use. I think it's, like, a lot more, like, just dancers use it or something. Hmm. I don't know. But I was I mean, I remember when that. it was popular, like, five years ago. But that was, like, only comedy stuff, I feel like. So, anyway, I don't know. Apparently, there are other <laughs> sites that are similar to TikTok that aren't TikTok. But I know a lot of creators, like, made trailers thinking, oh, no, TikTok is going to get banned. Um, and so then there was also like rumors out there that like Microsoft was in talks about buying TikTok or at least like the American, um, branch of it, which then would mean that like it wouldn't get banned. And so I think it's more than just a rumor or yeah, or it was a rumor. Then it got confirmed later. Um, and it seems like they're sort of in talks with Trump slash in talks with, I don't know. There's like... I, and I'm, Trump agreed. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't see how Trump it's in Trump's power to prevent Microsoft from buying TikTok. However, well, it could um, be like monopoly based things, I don't know. But that's not really oh, yeah, Trump's I guess power either. It could be like antitrust stuff, but I don't I don't feel like that's really what Trump is going to I mean, um, I mean, Trump maybe would say, like, I think it should be banned regardless of whether you own it or not. And then maybe Microsoft would not want to buy it. I don't know. I mean, can Trump ban? That's the thing that I don't understand. I don't understand where it's in. Not that Trump yeah. um, only does stuff that's in his power to do, but I don't understand <laughs> how it is. I read an article and the first sentence was fan TikTok. that he could do it if he wanted to, which I don't really know how. I, th- that seems like legal uh, jurisdiction that I'm just not educated on, and I just really don't have any idea about how that works. But apparently, I think he can do it. But also, I mean, like, then it's like, what if he banned TikTok? Like, I know it seems like there's mostly, like, liberal movements, like, 
originating on TikTok, and it's not like as many. There's no like, or it's not like there's none, but there are like conservative people on TikTok that like. There's like Trump pages on TikTok. There are like, like it's like some of his supporters are on TikTok, and so I just feel like. Yeah. He's already polling so badly for this election. This is, like, getting very political. But, like, it just, like, I don't know why. It's, like, not in his interest just to, like, literally make every single Gen Z person, like, hate him. No, it's definitely not in his interest. And it just, like, but, seems stupid. But it's not, like, um, TikTok is really, like, a hub for conservative activism as it is for, like, progressive activism, like far-right people definitely I think have, use a different, a lot of different platforms. But I think there are still a lot of people, maybe they don't, like, congregate for activism, but I think there still are a lot of, not a lot, but, like, I think of his maybe, like, younger um, voter base, I think a good amount of them are on TikTok. And so it just seems like it would be stupid. But... I, I mean, it just doesn't really make sense. And I mean, the reason that he says he's doing this is because he says that this Chinese company that owns TikTok is um, sharing user data with the Chinese government. Which is, like, unclear if that's true or not. Yeah, so I have no idea if that's true or not. Well, yeah, I, I know, like, TikTok has... Well, they obviously say that it's not true, but they also, like, recently hired, like, uh, an executive from Disney, like, they left Disney and are working for TikTok and, like, managing the American branch of it, I think. So, I don't know, they're supposedly saying it's not true. Who knows? Um, But, yeah. But I I think the really interesting part about this is that there's all these young people who are, like, I mean teenagers and like really young adults who have built these entire careers and who've decided not to go to college or have dropped out of college mm-hmm. and they're making a ton of money on tiktok and they're like panicking now yeah i which is just it's such a weird concept to me yeah i mean it's like as if like youtube was about to get shut down and all these youtubers were all of a sudden not gonna have like a way to can like talk to their fans because um, TikTok, yeah, like, big TikTokers, they might have a big following on Instagram. And, like, someone like Charlie well, and, Melio, and did I get that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she, I feel like she's famous enough that yeah. she could move to a new platform and people will follow her, but some people aren't. Yeah, and there are a lot of, I think, also, I mean, it's, like, hard to, like, feel bad for these people because I feel like some, yeah, because it's, like such like a weird situation and you're like i don't know it's like weird but a lot of the like people were saying like a lot of the really big creators like charlie like i don't know all of like the celebrities on tiktok all the people who are like really really famous and a lot of them have kind of already moved into like youtube and they have a huge instagram following and a huge twitter following following and so it wouldn't be that detrimental for them because they still are, they already have like other platforms that they're also pretty successful on just because they're so famous. But it's really like the like kind of mi- mi- uh, middle size creators, I guess, that are like famous and like maybe a lot of people know them on TikTok, but outside they don't really have a following. That would probably be hurt the most from it. So everyone was like, oh, like the smaller creators, like they're really important to us and we just lose them. <laughs> but then it's also like, I don't know. 
such like a weird concept just like influencers in general is a weird concept yeah and i also heard that a lot of brands are getting worried and they're backing out of deals with tiktok stars which is interesting but personally i mean i really have zero idea what's gonna happen but i i really don't think it's gonna get banned they're not gonna ban tiktok i really don't think it's gonna get banned (laughs) it's just so crazy but i just feel like i i just like cannot imagine a world where that would happen like i don't know but i don't know it just like seems so like and maybe we're gonna be like stupid and like we're just like not i don't know it just like seems so like preposterous that it would be banned but it just really makes no sense and it's like like so weird that this is like such a big political story Um, i know i'm like the fact that like tiktok has been on like the front page of the new york times for like the last like three days in a row it's just like so bizarre to me but i mean it's a strange world it's a strange time so i guess tiktok getting banned i mean it would like affect a lot of people like it would i feel like it's like would directly affect so many people if it did get banned i mean beyond like creators like i feel like so many people sort of just like are addicted <laughs> and so it would like yeah they can find I mean, things to do yeah i think it's like no, it wouldn't be that but it would be, initially i feel like really impact a lot of people i mean i personally don't go on tiktok that much right I now could live but without i would it. be, I'd I'd be, be sad. sad if all my tiktoks went away Oh, yeah, I guess he uses all your TikToks. Oh, wait, I didn't think about that. Or I don't know if you would. Maybe you wouldn't. I <laughs> maybe don't know. you should save them all. Yeah, maybe I need to save them all. But, yeah, I mean, it would sort of just be sad. But I would, like, move on. I'm, like, not, I don't know. It's not, like, the most important thing in my life. So I think we talked about TikTok for long enough. Yeah. So we can move on to some other fairly big um, pop culture news, or at least for people who I feel like this was big news. The Bachelor franchise. I don't know if it just feels like big news to me because that's like a lot of, or not like a lot of my Twitter, but I do follow some Bachelor things on Twitter. And like I mean, Instagram. I'm not super in deep with the Bachelor Bachelor Twitter, but I did see, feel like, I guess I am a little bit, but I feel like it was like sort of a big thing. So they've already started filming Claire Crawley season. It was like a whole thing of the Bachelorette of the Bachelorette. It was like a whole thing to get there. But I guess they had quarantined all these people. They tested them. They were filming in only one location, I believe. In like, and there was already a, a big thing where they had to recast people. I don't know. There, it was already like the season was was just already off to a really rocky start um but then this news leaked this weekend and it started off as a rumor i think it was just on reddit and then reality steve started talking about it and people were like this is probably definitely real and now it's like i don't think bat the bachelor like i don't think abc the has franchise hasn't aff- confirmed it yeah i don't think they officially commented on this but, but like news articles confirmed news, like like, E! confirmed it. Like, I mean, obviously, like, the New York Times is not the one confirming it. But it has been, like, confirmed by action, by news sources. Well, um, also, um, big Bachelor stars have commented on it, 
Mm, so okay. it seems to be yeah. real. Well, yeah. it is real. Um, <laughs> but essentially what happened was that Claire, after two weeks of filming, I believe, she decided that she found her guy. She's done with her season. And I guess this guy... Um, oh, I mean, I guess this is like a minor spoiler if you care about that. Um, but I think probably everyone in the Bachelor who follows the Bachelor franchise probably knows Already this. Knows that. And um, I, I feel like it's something that they're going to like, I mean, if promo this, sto- this storyline um, ends up like being in the show, which I imagine it will be just because it's so dramatic, I feel like they're going to like, it's going to be part of the teasers for it or something. Like it's not going to be like, oh, for sure. no one knows this. <laughs> it's a surprise, yeah. but like the whole internet already knows. But anyway. it seems like this guy, um, she'd been talking to him. I honestly forget his name, but she'd been talking to him before the season. So they were already um. like really into each other when the season started. So it only took like two weeks and she was just kind of like done with this. And I'm not entirely sure if it was more that she she was fired or if she quit. And it well, seems like she like was rumors. done. Um, it seems like she was like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. But I don't know if it was just that she got really difficult and they were like, okay, just leave with this guy. Yeah, I mean, but, it seems like there's like a discrepancy, I think, in what's been reported about whether she was sort of just like being difficult with them or if she just like... I guess maybe there's, like, somehow in her contract she could just, like, pick up and leave. Or maybe she just asked to leave and they let her leave. I don't know. I mean, it makes for a dramatic season. Um, yeah, but I also feel like they, now it's, like, setting a precedent. I mean, not that, like, this is, like, a huge deal, but uh, it's, like, starting to, like, set a precedent that, like, can you just leave whenever you find your person? Like, I feel like, for example, in Peter's season, I don't think Peter most season, people like, want to do that. Yeah, I guess that's true. If you stay for longer, I just think she was in a situation. She's not an influencer in the way that some of the younger yeah, stars I mean, she's like are. was cast as like the like older, more mature, yeah. like knows what she wants, like isn't like there for and the right reasons. Yeah, she's like really there for the right reasons, and so maybe that didn't really work out in their favor because then she left although maybe it will work out in their favor because it's going to be like super dramatic so well i think it will because this could have been a really boring season because they're in the there same wasn't... location yeah they're in the same location if there wasn't a lot of drama within the cast i mean i'm sure there is but it could have turned out to not be a great season but this is definitely um helping well building the anticipation and also i mean i can also imagine that she might not want to stick around for the whole season because they're not like going on these like amazing vacations or anything like yeah it's not really the experience she signed up for exactly and so it's like they're not she's not getting to go on like go to uh like travel abroad and like go on these like really romantic dates or anything like she's sort of stuck like in this resort which doesn't really sound that enjoyable and so she's already like found the guy might as well leave yeah i mean if you're i mean i'm sure she's there for the fame to some extent but if you're like really there for the fame this might be a better 
season because maybe more people will be watching it because they don't have anything better to do with their lives. Um, Oh, but we didn't. Okay, we need to talk about who the new Bachelorette is going to be. So, apparently, or pretty much definitely, they have replaced Claire with Tasha, who's from Colton season. She was, gosh, Colton season was was weird. So I don't remember if she was like the runner up or. It was very confusing. Anyways, she made it yeah. to the top three in Colton season. She was also in Paradise. And she dated, she was there, like, the whole time, I think, and she dated John Paul Jones, which is really weird. <laughs> um, but overall, I do like Tisha, and I do think she was a good choice, and I'm sort of wondering why they didn't choose her before. Because she is a maybe little... Maybe they were overcompensating for Peter's, like, immaturity, so they wanted, like, the maturity. And, I mean, but now it makes sense. late because... 20s, early 30s, and... She is pretty mature. That was the impression that I've gotten from her. Um, I mean, I think this is probably going to help out the franchise a little bit, the fact that she is black. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when they cast the season, they weren't. Um, there wasn't the whole Bachelor diversity campaign. Even though I'm sure they were getting a lot of flack I mean, I think for they've not always casting Mike. Flack. But there was like they've a, always gotten slack, but not enough to make them do moment. anything. Yeah, it was enough that they felt like there were certain people that were going to disassociate themselves from the franchise, and they were going to lose um, part of their viewership yeah. if they didn't cast a black or black lead. But they did already cast Matt James, which we talked about. Um, yeah, but it's probably not going to hurt them. Yeah, I mean... To have Tasha. I'm, like, gonna be... I'm so confused how this season is gonna play out. Because apparently they're, like, getting some of the men that Claire sent home, like, back for Tasha's portion of it. But, like... Yeah, imagine if you got that call. Like, it's so bizarre. I, I, like, have no clue how this is gonna go. And they're just gonna be like, okay, you guys were all dating her, but now... She's already found someone, so now you're going to just start dating this person. <laughs> like, what? That, like, makes oh. no sense. But, I mean, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Um, and, I mean, there's always, like, the risk that someone gets, like, coronavirus, and then that becomes, like, the new storyline. Oh I don't even know. Yeah. It seems like it's sort of a mess, but I feel like that sort of makes it good. And, I mean, also, it's, like, weird because... I feel like The Bachelor... I mean, I haven't been watching The Bachelor that long, but it seems like every season is, like, they start... There's so much more, like, what's going on with production? What's, like, all this, like, off-of-the-show drama that's happening? Like, they can't have a season that has no, like, outside drama anymore. That's, like... And I think the franchise is starting to embrace that, that a lot of the show is happening outside of the show show. it's happening on social media it's happening at stagecoach um yeah yeah. like which is i guess it's i think maybe it's like the show needs to make itself more interesting or that stuff was already happening but they're just trying to embrace it more but i don't know it's like i mean i'm fine with it it makes it more dramatic i guess but like there's all kinds of weird things like i don't know did like did they bring back people that were previously sent off to like talk like 
you know in Peter's season when they brought back whatever her name was to like confront everyone oh, that everyone oh, hated okay. like did Alea. that happen before like did that happen before I feel like they're like throwing things in just to like put a wrench in everything well and they I- like to say never before in bachelor history yeah but I feel like the show they is just li- like love saying turning like into that. like a different a different show it's because like it weird. needs to to stay relevant. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I think it's interesting, and I actually find like the production stuff like, or like I like to see like behind the scenes and stuff. But then it's like they're purposely putting in behind the scenes. So how genuine is it actually? But anyway, that's like a. But you don't watch um, the Bachelor fran- franchise for its authenticity. I know, but I find that interesting, <laughs> like behind the scenes type stuff. But this is, like, a different conversation altogether. Um, yeah. Well, so we will see how The bach- the Bachelorette turns out this I have no idea when it's going to air. I don't know. I, I think know. no one knows anything. And Anyways. Wait, and so isn't, wasn't The Bachelorette, when was it supposed to air? It was supposed to air in May. Oh, right, or, right, right. Or June. No, I think it's May. When does it film, usually? Right before that. Oh. Like. And it usually films for, like, a few, like, four or five weeks or something? Or, like, eight weeks? I think more like eight weeks. So, I mean, okay, so if there are two weeks into filming now, what's, like, six weeks from now? That's, like, mid-September. So Maybe October? So maybe it will be, like, mid to late October is when it starts airing? I bet they'll try to air it as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, people are, like, hungry for... I mean, because there was no Bachelor in Paradise, I feel like people are, like, hungry for Bachelor content. And also, like, the longer that they wait between this, like, drama that's happening now, like, I feel like the The more people people will sort of forget about it and they won't care anymore. So anyway, I think it's in their interest to, like air the season as soon as possible as well so maybe right. we'll get something interesting t- in the middle of this quarantine maybe fall i don't know um but the kissing booth <laughs> the kissing booth too oh god this movie so like we do for most of our reviews Give we'll start context. off giving a very very brief (laughs) history of our relationship with this franchise Mm -hmm. um because if you can call the kissing booth a franchise i don't yeah (laughs) definition of a franchise i don't know if it works um well i guess maybe we should just say we over the weekend both of us watched this movie together actually which we don't usually do for or do we do that have we done that before oh Oh, have we never done that for something? We I don't think we've ever watched something podcast? together for the podcast. Oh wow! And so obviously we know each other's thoughts, although we knew each other's thoughts for like the folklore review too. So I don't know, breaking form a little bit, but we saw this movie together, um, the Kissing Booth two. It's a sequel to the first Kissing Booth movie, Netflix <laughs> original teen rom com sort of. I don't even know if it's like worth giving it that rom-com I don't know if that's like that might be like too 
highbrow for them. Um, I don't think so. Anyway, would you like to give your um, history with the franchise? All right. Well, I can go first. Yeah. Um. So I, whenever the kissing booth was popular on Netflix, like two years Which ago, I feel like it was like the first of like this. There was like a, a time on Netflix where there was like all of these teen rom coms coming out that were like really popular, and I feel like the kissing booth was like the first one in that set. Hmm. Honestly, don't remember, but. I remember just seeing it all over Netflix, so I was like, whatever, I'll just try watching it. And I watched maybe half of the movie, and I was just like, I'm not sure this is worth (laughs) continuing. (laughs) I don't, honestly, I have no idea what was going through my head. I just didn't care at all, so I just stopped watching it. That sounds good. It's a really great history of the franchise. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched it around when it came out, too. I feel like everyone was, like, obsessed with it for, like, a brief period of time. And so I was like, okay, I guess I should watch this. And I watched it, and it was, like, fine. I don't... I was like, okay. It's, it's a movie that... But what whatever. what I remember I hearing really the most about was just people saying that this movie is really problematic just because of the the concept of the kissing booth and just especially that this school is endorsing this this is a part of a school fundraiser where they're having blindfolded they were having kids at the high school pay to kiss their blindfolded peers it's just yeah that's like essentially the setup of the movie um and then there's all this like love well not love triangle but it's like a I don't exactly know what you would call it but there's like romance and it's like forbidden and it all goes down at the kissing booth anyway but that's Luke I have to do my summary oh yeah 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 can't do it all for me oh my god or you have to talk about your history well I already did that it was you already did it was a very brief brief anyway yeah so um (laughs) as we implemented in our implemented I don't know why I said that um (laughs) What, did we do this in our season one recap of Riverdale? We did Ooh, a 60 yes, second yes, yes. summary of the first season. That was really interesting. Um, so Maya is going to do a 60 second summary of the first movie just to catch everyone up. with. And so keep in mind, knows. I haven't actually finished this movie. Yeah, she did actually watch the whole thing and only she watched the recap, which is three minutes long. So she's going to try and condense that into one minute. And I'm going to time you. Okay. Alright, tell me when to start. Alright, ready? Go. Oh my gosh. Okay, so there's this girl named Elle. She's in high school, and she has this best friend named Lee. They're really annoying together, and they have all these rules that (laughs) dictate their friendship, what they can and can't do. And Lee has this hot older brother. He's kind of a player. I guess Elle sort of likes him. And then somehow, something between them happens. And they kiss at the kissing booth. I, I'm i realizing I really have no idea what happens in this movie. Um, and then... So then they get together, but it's this whole thing because Lee... I don't know, does Lee like her? It seems like he likes her, but then Lee ends up with Rachel. And then... 
Noah. So that's his name. That's what the hot older brother's name is. <laughs> Am I done? <laughs> uh, not your. Okay. You well, forgot it's just the quite, part sort of where Lee and forbidden Lee and L have this Romans. whole falling out because one of their rules is that you can't date like their older brother. Oh, so then they have I, this whole falling out, and then I'm not sure they, I watched then that part whole, of the movie. Well, you did, but then there's this whole confrontation, and then um, Al is like, "I can love him, even like I can love whoever I want," and Lee's like, "Yeah, that's true." And then they become friends again, and now she's dating him, and then he goes off to Harvard, and that is the beginning of this movie. Right. So, anyway, we start off this movie. Um, What's his name? Noah is off at Harvard, which already you know it's great when <laughs> they send this random kid and they decide to pick Harvard as all of the colleges that he could have gone to. Um, <laughs> you just like really know it's high quality. They really know a lot about colleges. Um, and so he's off at Harvard and then Elle has it in his head that she has it in her head that she wants like to give him space so he can like understand if he really wants to stay with her even though he's in college and she's still in high school which like makes no sense and so then there's like all this like stuff she's like they're like ignoring each other blah 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 and then what happens oh and then she thinks she's he's like cheating on her and then there's this new kid that she's like sort of maybe likes and there's this whole like dance competition because she can't like afford college, so she needs to enter this dance competition. <laughs> I'm just going into sixty seconds memory, I guess, for this movie. And then it all like ends. Everyone comes together, and then there's this whole like falling out, or I don't even know. It okay. ends, well, and that's it. Whatever. <laughs> so what did what did you think of this movie, Luke? Hmm. Um. Okay. I think to watch this kind of movie, you just have to suspend a lot of belief. Or or you just have to, like, know that nothing will make sense. And just really appreciate it for the mess that it is. And so if you think about it like that, and you're like, it was a mess, and I enjoyed watching the mess, then, like, I, say, I could say I enjoyed it. And I did enjoy watching it. I wouldn't watch it again, but I enjoyed watching it. But it was such a mess. What, would, what did you think? <laughs> well, I did have a lot of fun watching it. And maybe, like, the first movie... I mean, I probably wouldn't have ended up watching it by myself. And if I watched it by myself, it might not have been very mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, I watched but it was the first a sort movie of, by myself. And it was not Yeah, it was enjoyable. a sort of thing that you just kind of... If you're with your friends, you just sort of laugh, like, every <laughs> couple of minutes. Because it's just so. crazy. Um... It's the thing is, it's the sort of Netflix movie that's right on the border of being so bad. bad you can't watch it, but mm-hmm. it's not quite there. So it's bad enough that you can watch it, but it's also almost like insulting as the audience to think like they really made this movie. And they really expected us. Like we're to, literally like, like the demographic. Like I mean, it, we're maybe the demographic. A younger, this is but like aimed we're at. essentially like the demographic, and it's sort of. I'm mean, like it's like kind of. Ins- I mean, I'm not like actually <laughs> insulted. <laughs> uh, we're gonna um, make a petition, sign our change.org petition to take this movie off of Netflix. It is insulting <laughs> to Gen Z that they would think we would watch this. So yeah, I'm not like 
so I'm not actually insulted, <laughs> but it is like I'm like okay, I think that we can like just yeah, a little bit see more than through this. <laughs> this movie. Yeah, it's yeah, and I yeah I do agree. There are some like teen movies that are just like so bad, and they're like there there's like a and we talked about this off of the podcast. Um, but I feel like there's, like, two types of, like, kind of these movies on Netflix. There's, like, the ones that are Netflix originals, and then there's the ones that aren't Netflix, Netflix originals. And I feel like, generally, the Netflix originals are more kind of on the line between too bad to watch and, like, fine. Too bad, so bad that or, it's good. So, yeah, like, they're more on the line and generally are more on the, like, so bad it's good line, like, side of it, whereas... The non-Netflix originals are, like, so terrible that it's just, like, you can't sit through them. And so, <laughs> like, oh my god, the movie that we watched. Swiped. Swiped. That movie on Netflix is so, so terrible. Like, worse than this by, like, so much. So like, much. don't even recommend hate-watching it. So... I mean, I think Netflix at least knows how to make a good hate watch. Maybe they made this with that sort of in mind. I would, like, hope so. But I kind of think they maybe didn't. I don't know. But And yeah, I will I say, agree. I watched this since I had very, very little memory of the first movie. I sort of approached this as a standalone. And in some ways, it works as a standalone, not necessarily the ending. Um, but it makes... Like, it doesn't really make sense as a standalone, if that makes sense. Well, so maybe if I had watched the first one right before. Yeah, we'll get into this love triangle because we feel very passionately about this. About how it ended. And maybe if we had the first movie more fresh in our minds, it would. It wouldn't have been like that. As infuriating. Um, But before we get in that, um, I think we have to talk about what this movie did a really good job of, which was. The diversity. Oh, yeah. Was, I mean, just making strides. All, like, we talked about representation <laughs> with Ellen. I think this movie just blew that out <laughs> of the water. <laughs> so, I mean, I think their first attempt at diversity is in the love triangle. They introduce someone who, I guess, presumably is, like, is Hispanic. He can sing in Spanish. So there's some diversity there. Um, and then... So I feel like there's, like, three, like, elements of diversity that they try to, like, put in this movie that weren't in the first one. Because I feel like the first one is, like, I'm pretty sure it's, like, an all-white cast. Yeah. Very heteronormative. No. Pretty much not diverse at all. Um, so then when Noah goes off to college, his, um, well, the girl that he's, like, maybe dating, maybe not dating, we don't really know until the very end is British. <laughs> she's also black, and she's British. So that's, like, some diversity there. <laughs> like, it was so confusing why she was British. I think that was just never explained. Well, it's like the Gilmore Girls thing. We'll get yeah. into this in a second. And then, and then the last element of diversity is they randomly, halfway through... And this, th- is- this movie is a two-hour-long movie. So an this hour is like in- the worst one. Yeah, this is the worst one. An hour into the movie, it's already been like we've already been watching this whole entire movie for an hour. They decide that 
they need to introduce a gay character that they just like have not there's been nothing about that for literally this entire movie and then they're like oh yeah this random character he's gay and he has a crush on this other gay character that literally have no impact like it was like kevin but like so, so much, much worse. worse. Like, it makes Kevin look like the star for me. I know, honestly. <laughs> like, it makes Kevin look like a like, well-developed literally, character. Literally, this person, this these characters had nothing. They had, like, no lines except for... Anyway. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> and so then at the end, of course, they, like, get their moment. They get to be together for five seconds. And then back to the straight couples. And then also at the very end, there's, like, two women kissing. In, like, the credit yeah. scene. <laughs> I was, so like, out of the blue. I didn't even notice it, but apparently it happened. I was, like, almost a little... I mean, I probably shouldn't have been shocked by this, but I was, like, how stupid do I they know. think we are? They're, like, oh, look, we're so inclusive. We just put them in the credits. <laughs> like, like these you actually cared, you no put it into the plot. Manal- and they just kind of... I mean, often in movies, there are, like, the token... There's, like, the token gay character, but often, and not saying that that's a good thing, but often that's a character that was there from the beginning. Um, I mean, they may be, like, such a stereotype. Like, I would prefer the gay best friend trope to, like, this random, like, insert it randomly into It didn't fit in the movie. It was 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 so (laughs) obvious. It was, was like, so obvious that they're like, oh, we have this, we have the script. I feel like we maybe need to add some diversity. Let's think. Okay, let's just add this one gay character. So we can just expand upon this scene, just add this random character that isn't in the whole movie. We'll just put him right here. Oh, and then also at this scene too, we can just add him and then we'll be good. Like literally they didn't even work it into the plot. It was like so easily removable. Like, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, and it was infuriating. So apparently the Kissing Booth trilogy... It's because there's going to be a third movie. Um, and it's based on It's a books. book series. And when I was... I was just reading the synopsis for the second book. Yeah, we know. And the guy who's, like, the other love interest, whose name is Marco in the movie, his name was Levi in the book. So clearly they were like, okay, we're going to add a Latino character. And Which then they I had this part... Like, whatever. Yeah, no, no, that's not... That's I mean, that's totally fine. But I just think the kind of funny part... Um, about it was they're like all right so we're now we're gonna have him um sing in spanish like <laughs> just so you know that we're adding in the diversity that was the kind of funny part mm-hmm. and he didn't even like he just like sang like an, an english song and just changed the verse to spanish but whatever yeah. like i whatever um so then the other weird part about this movie is like the way they talk about college which i know like every movie does this but I just, the way they, like, talk about college and, like, I mean, so I guess L, who's, like, the main character, is, like, going through the college application process. And then and we are, too, no, right now. Yeah, both of us We are. should mention that. Yeah. So we're going to try to correct some of their wrongs. And then Noah is, like, already in Harvard. He got in last year. So there's, like, sort of that element, too. And... Oh my god. Well, I I feel like the first thing that I had like a lot of problems with is the fa- is the like argument over like can she afford college. So it takes the movie takes place in Los Angeles. They live in Los Angeles. She has like a 
nice house in Los Angeles. And it seems like they live in, like, Santa Monica or, like, in the Hollywood Hills or some, some, like, really nice area. She goes to this, I'm I'm pretty sure it's a public high school. Because, like, like, how would she she be able to go to a private school if she can't even, if she's not, like, that doesn't make sense. But she goes to a public high school that is so nice. Like, they, like, so nice. Clearly really high property So clear, Yeah, so clearly she lives in an expensive part of Los Angeles. And all of Los Angeles is expensive. And anywhere in Los Angeles is crazy expensive. not only does she live in, like, an expensive part of Los Angeles. She She has a nice house. Yeah, she has a nice, like, so clearly she's not, like broke <laughs> but then there's all these scenes where she's like dad like i don't know if we're gonna be able to afford college like i kind of want to go to harvard with my boyfriend and i don't know if and i'm gonna be able to afford college it. is expensive like college is really really expensive but if you live in a really nice house in a really nice area in la then it's really hard to believe that you can't afford college yeah and then the other thing is, okay, so she can't afford college. That's, like, established pretty early or on. Or she can't afford Harvard. Or she can't afford ha- Harvard. Her The school that she's always thought she was going to go to is UC Berkeley, I think. And so. that was rule number 19. You yeah, always she, go to the, the same, same college as your best friend. So. Yeah, so she was going to go to school with her best friend, UC Berkeley, which is more affordable because they live in Los Angeles. But... Then she's like, oh, maybe I want to go to college in Harvard with my boyfriend. So, But I can't afford that. So then she finds out about this dance competition. Which, oh my god, this dance competition is a whole nother level of like insane. So I guess she's like really obsessed with this dance. Dance, dance revolution. Yeah, this dance like video game at the arcade. Where it's like you like tap the different like things on the floor and dance patterns. Sort of like Just Dance, but like less high tech. Arcade form. Yeah, arcade version of that. And so she finds out that there's a competition, and the winners of the competition get $50,000. And it's a, it's like a dance dance revolution, like this game, but like as a competition in like a stadium or in like a arena where they would have like sports events. So the competition prize money is $50,000. Which I'm just like, why did they choose $50,000? Like, if you can't afford college, it's like, $50,000 is a lot of money, but it's not going to, like, all of a sudden make you be able it's to It's not going to cover a single year at Harvard. Yeah. So that's, like, a whole thing. And then, like, the whole dance competition is so bizarre. Like, I don't know who's going to watch them, like, perform on these, like, random dance machines. I There's, like, literally, it's like, 30,000 people in a stadium watching them perform at the end of the movie. That's, like, a whole nother thing. But anyway, I feel like it's time to talk about the love triangle. No, but we, we, we quickly have to talk about a couple other college things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another thing, she is applying to, like, zero safety school. She was applying to Harvard, UC Berkeley, Tufts, Boston College, like... Not smart because she doesn't even seem like she's that great. I really yeah, do she not doesn't like even know she's... she doesn't even know if she can get into UC Berkeley, which UC Berkeley is a really hard school to get into. Yeah, um, but she's like applying but, to like other schools kind of at the caliber, same yeah. caliber as UC Berkeley. Um, so that's one thing. 
Also, her college essay is terrible. And she spends oh this whole time, like, trying to come up with this college essay. And then she, like, yeah, the deletes whole, part of it. A lot it. of it is, like, as she's having these experiences, she's adding to her college essay. And it's literally just being, like, what do I want to be in five years? Which is not, like, the... It's not, not a question. Not the prompt. But, I mean, I guess you could answer that if you really want to. But she's, yeah. like, I don't know. And then she just talks about how she just doesn't know for, like, literally, like... Which, paragraphs. it's okay not to know. You don't have to know what you want to do when you're going to college. But, like, her you can't essay just was say, just I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> like, so bad. And, oh I, like, I came up with a perfect essay for her because she's so into this dance stuff. Then just <laughs> write about dance and then, and then use write it about as this some metaphor right, for Or just write about this competition and, like, how, like... You've always wanted to go to Harvard, and <laughs> and so this competition was, like, your ticket to go because you could really afford it, and so that's, like, <laughs> like honestly, yeah. like, you're so obsessed well, with this freaking dance competition. Just yeah, that's, like, something that. she's actually passionate about, so, uh, I don't know. It was just, that just, like, really annoyed me, I think, just because we're, right now, trying to work on college essays, and I'm like, this is just really terrible advice but the one good advice (laughs) she got was from an admissions officer she had just done an interview and what the admissions officer told her is it seems like you were answering the questions like you thought I wanted you to answer them and not how you would actually answer them and that is good advice the thing is though that scene makes no sense in the context of the movie because the movie isn't about like her applying to college ultimately it's, it's like about this, like the, the relationship the movie doesn't make like, sense like so it's like h- having yeah. like a college admissions counselor giving her that advice which i feel like in a different movie that would make sense because it's like oh she's learning about herself like she doesn't have to be what everyone thinks she is or or, or what yeah she, like that could make sense in the greater context of the movie but that's not what this movie is like this movie is not about that ultimately it's not about her personal growth it's about like her relationship with these random guys <laughs> oh my god i'm getting so heated talking about this <laughs> okay but i think while while we're so heated we need to talk about this love triangle i need to get it out of my system okay so oh, wait, also one thing it seems like the premise of this next movie is going to be her deciding between UC Berkeley and Harvard, and I'm hoping I feel the like she's conclusion that early on in the in the movie. Or it's, okay, I'm hoping the conclusion of that is she should go. She shouldn't go to either of those. She should go. She shouldn't be choosing between her best friend and her boyfriend for college. She should go where she wants to go. Well, and she ultimately gets into both schools. Yeah, but I'm like, does she even want to go to either of those schools? Does she know anything about either of those schools? Yeah, it's like. Did she do a tour? She just interviewed at each of them. Or she interviewed at Harvard. Did she actually ever do, like, a tour there? I don't... And this boyfriend who you're probably going to break up with, like, in three months. Yeah, like, literally, you should not their be relationship is not solid at all. Like, life. Whatever. Off of him. I can't. So, just anyway. go where, wherever Marco goes. Yeah, kidding. honestly. But, anyway, so there's this love triangle. Um, so, Elle's boyfriend is off in college, as we've discussed. And so, this new kid arrives named Marco. Um... He speaks Spanish, I guess, or at least sings in Spanish. And apparently, he's like really hot. There's this whole like embarrassing sequence apparently. where she's like talking about how he's so hot on the intercom. It's, it's really like, bad. Really, it's so long and cringy, but we don't need to get into that. But anyway, um, through a random, through a course of events, it ends up having, it ends up working out that she has to do the dance competition with Marco, and. 
she doesn't really like him at first, but he's really good at the dance thing, the dance machine. So he ends up, she ends up like having to practice with him and they do a lot of practicing, like really intense, which again, she should just write her essay about how intense they worked, how much they worked on this dance competition. But like hours every night, like in the arcade, just like spending their quarters. And so they end up like forming a bond together because they're with each other for so long and then they really start to have like these heart-to-heart conversations they like seem they start spending a little bit of time outside of just practicing together it really seems like a relationship is forming and then at the dance competition like at the competition when she's performing for like officially they end up kissing at the very end of the performance sort of to like sell their performance but then her boyfriend no i I think it was real i think well yeah it was real but it was also like helped their performance i'm sure and then it turned out that her boyfriend was watching and she didn't realize but she thought her boyfriend was cheating on her yeah because in the moment she thought her boyfriend was cheating cheating on her but apparently chloe the british apparently he wasn't but it really seems like. But he, they made like, it seem like he was cheating on her. But really, they were just best friends, just, like it, her and like, Lee. So annoying. I was just like, it was anyway. so freaking. So anyway, annoying. at the end, she ultimately chooses. Once she finds out her boyfriend wasn't cheating on her, she ultimately chooses her boyfriend <laughs> over Marco, and we have thoughts. <laughs> so yeah, when we were watching this last night, or was it last night? No, Two it was a couple of nights. Two nights ago, we were all just like, because we were there with our other friend. And we were all just, like, kind of freaking out. Because we really thought she was going to end up with Marco. Yeah. Because we it, thought the that... The movie makes it Noah, really seem like you're gonna, she's going to end up with Marco. Yeah. And, and I guess like if twist. it was a standalone <laughs> movie, Noah would be, like, that jerk that was her boyfriend. And Marco, she, like, realized that she really liked Marco. So if it was a standalone movie, and, and I was watching it more like a standalone movie, so maybe that's part but of I it. But I mean, I watched the first one. I mean, I didn't remember it that much, but, like, I feel like most people watched it once, like, two years ago, and then sort of forgot about it, and then, like, the rem- Like, you know, like, I feel like most yeah. people are watching it sort but, of as a standalone. Well, what I will say is that these two movies, it's almost kind of similar to the first two, to all the Boys I Loved Before movies, mm-hmm. and then when the second one came out... I watched them both in a row. So it's like in the second movie, Peter was like such a jerk, such a terrible boyfriend. However, I was rooting for him over the other guy, even though the other guy was kind of better, just because I just watched the movie. So I just watched their whole thing of them getting together. So that's kind of why I was rooting for him. Yeah. So maybe I would have been rooting for Noah if I had just watched the, the whole movie but about them getting together. Like, Noah However, so I can't really boring. imagine it. Noah is so boring. He literally... Apparently he goes to Harvard. That's like the only thing he does, and he's like attractive. But other than that, he has no personality. I at mean, all. Marco is like. I mean, Marco has, has not much of a personality, but at least he has. Interest. He's also a like, terrible he plays actor. Guitar. He's in a band. He likes the dance competition. Like they actually have like similar interests. I mean, I still don't also, really like, understand. Sweet. Like I, I feel like no, he he's is kind sweet, of but I don't really like, understand I don't why he likes Al. Why either Noah or him. Like, Elle, because oh, she's yeah, so she annoying. Oh, she is so annoying. Like, why would they make her so annoying? <laughs> These boys are, like, so obsessed with her. It is kind of like oh a Jess God. Dean situation in Gilmore and, like, Girls. And, Rory is just, like, kind of... Where they're just, like, <laughs> both of them are just, like, totally, like, tripping over themselves to, like, get yeah. her to oh like them. But I will say that Roy is 
a little bit more likable than Ellis. Oh my god, she is so annoying. <laughs> she is so annoying. <laughs> it's just so frustrating. Just, oh my god. And also, Lee is really annoying. Her best yeah, her, friend. Yeah, her best friend, I feel like he's not that annoying, but when they're together, they like play off of each other in a really annoying way. Yeah. And I feel like Elle was like the least annoying when she was with Marco. It's true. Like, and also, like that friendship with all the rules, that's just not healthy. I mean, it's like cute. <laughs> but no, like, it's <laughs> no. It's not. Oh my god. It just, this movie, like, makes me mad. So, and at the end, um, it's, like, graduation, and um, Noah's there, like, watching her graduation, and then Marco is watching them from the side, and then he's, like, staring at her. And and there's, like, a guy that's, like, she's not worth it, man, and then... (laughs) Which, like, how does that guy even know? I mean, it's not like they, like... Well, he might be his friend. Um... And then, she, he, like, then he's like very he's dramatically. Like, he's like, "Yeah, she is." So clearly, there's gonna be some more movie, love triangle Marco stuff. Is coming back. Into the okay, next movie. Marco better have like get justice. Like I don't even care that much, but like, I will be so mad if we just end another movie with like, up, oh, uh, what's his name? Noah is the guy. She's in love with him still. I, it's unclear if the next movie is going to be take, taking place over the summer before going That's off what to college, it seems like. or if it's gonna, she's going to make the decision and then be in college. I don't know. It's unclear. It seems like it's going to be the summer. I think it might be I... over the summer. The teaser that Netflix has released has like, made it seem like it's like, oh my god, how is she going to choose which one? <laughs> which, whether to go to Berkeley or, or Harvard. So that might be like the big decision. And then, who even knows? Like... Oh, God. But she can't even afford Harvard still. Like, I guess she won She won the competition. competition. But, like, maybe just, like, use the $50,000 for, like, something else. But also, does Marco get any of the money? Yeah. Like, so, presumably, she only got $25,000. So, whatever. I... (laughs) Well, I hope she gave Marco some of the money. She better have. She, like, dragged him to as many practices as she... She was that. <sighs> anyway, so this movie was a whole lot. There's like a whole nother character, Rachel, that I feel like we just do not need to get into because I we can't even process really that. Don't. Um, who? She, the only thing I'll say about her is she looks like sh- she's 30 years old, and she is 30 years old, like the actress is, but she's playing an 18 year old, and just the way they dress her like, does not make her look any younger than she actually is in real life and so it just like is so bizarre like you think he's like dating her teacher his teacher or something but anyway oh that's all we have to talk about the actors oh yeah a little so, bit of drama apparently well oh okay one thing so apparently the actor the actress who plays l was dating the actor who played um Noah. Already. They, like, already dated and broke up, I think. Oh. Oh. Yeah, apparently, like, the actor that played Noah is, like, really over the show or something. I heard that. Oh, really? Somewhere. I don't know. There's, like, videos of him on set, like, really not liking it. Or, I don't know. Something like that. Which I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now... Because he's on we... Euphoria, so I feel like he might think it's, like, above him. Uh... Or beneath him. <laughs> okay. Got it. Anyway. Um, 
but the actor who plays Marco and the actress who play, who plays, I was going to call, I was going to say Zoe, but her name is Elle. Um, apparently mm-hmm. they are on vacation together, so they may oh, or wow. may not be dating. So maybe there's a love triangle in real life. Oh my God. It's like, I really actually don't care. <laughs> I don't care either. <laughs> I just like these people just, uh, anyway. I'm I'm really over this movie. Although I'm sure I will be. I don't know like if I actually even care about this movie when it's released. Apparently, it's released getting released in 2021. We should have a marathon. No, <laughs> I just could not. I don't ever want to have to watch this movie again. It was enjoyable watching it, but like even just talking about it just makes me so mad. But um, whatever. But also, I think it's. I mean, this isn't really, like, that crazy, but I just think it's funny how her name is Elle, and she wants to go to Harvard. It's, like, a legally blonde thing. Oh, yeah. Um. And, yeah. But anyway. Also, so we both read this Vulture article. Um. Yeah. Wh- like, that's, like, really good. It's, like, asking all these questions about we this can movie, and it was... Yeah, it was, like, similar things to, um... If you, what we were thinking. If you watch this movie, you need some validation yes. in your, like, how, like, annoying it is, then you can read this article. Um, yes. But. Anyway. Yeah. I think this, we, we pretty much covered it. Yeah. This episode has gone on really long, actually. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, follow us on Twitter, and we'll link the article there. Or, we already did link the article there. Oh, we already so did. go All look right. there. And um, you can also follow us on Instagram. Instagram and Twitter are both Pops Pop Culture. Um, you can send us an email at popsandpopculture at gmail.com. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, give us five stars. Subscribe. Follow us on Spotify if that's where you listen. Hit us up on Good Pods. I don't know if we're still <laughs> promoting that, if that's a thing or not, but we are there. And we will be back on Sunday with a Riverdale episode instead of pop culture episode. I think that's it. Bonne nuit. Bonne nuit.